Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hey, this is Gabe. Uh, On today's show, we have a great conversation between our own Kelly Freeman and Jay McBride. Jay is the head writer for Lady Parts Justice. That's Liz Winstead's comedy troupe based out of Brooklyn, New York. Uh, We're talking with Lady Parts Justice today because of two projects that they've got. First, they did a hilarious State of the Uterus video um, that parodied Trump's State of the Union speech, which, if you saw, was a complete nightmare. Um, And second, they've got an ongoing campaign against crisis pregnancy centers. You can find more information on that at exposefakeclinics.com. We're participating in their initiative this year called Graham the Van. So listen in. Uh, My name is Jay McBride. Uh, I'm a stand-up based in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I started with Lady Parts. Actually, technically, I work for Lady Parts Justice League, and I volunteer with Lady Parts Justice. We have two different branches of our, you know, our feminist sleeper cell, as we call it. We, the sleeper uh, versus C4 life. Right, right, exactly, exactly. So what I do, I'm the head writer uh, with Lady Parts Justice League. So that's, you know, uh, we do a lot of the content, a lot of the videos, a lot of the, um, that we do. We also like the State of the Uterus that we wrote the other day a lot of the campaigns, a lot of the scripts. So uh, that's what I do. And Lady Parts Justice League, for anyone who doesn't know, we're uh, this kick-ass cabal of feminists who go around the country uh, raising awareness and trying to remove the stigma of abortion, uh, which today, especially with all this stuff with the, the third trimester abortion myths that they keep trying to perpetuate, um, it's hard, but that's what we do. So we have comedy shows, we do comedy and music shows. Uh, we have a tour, which we call the Vagical Mystery Tour which is uh, sort of like a cross between USO and Habitats for Humanity. <laughs> so, <laughs> with just expression of estrogen, yeah. Uh, and, and so it, it, what's really great, we go to these towns with, with clinics that really, you know, just to give them support. And not knocking Planned Parenthood, we go to, uh, but we go to the independent ones, you know? Just no. they're the ones that really don't get the funding as much. They get, they, uh, they do more than just medical abortions at these places. And, and they, just the amount of help that, it, it's heartbreaking to hear some of the stories of these. Like we were in Omaha a couple of years ago and um, the clinic there had stairs that needed to be replaced, but they couldn't get a contractor to, to do it because people would boycott that contractor because they helped an abortion clinic. So we try and help out thing, doing things that um, they can't get other people to do. Yeah, we've seen a lot of uh, anti-choice groups kind of organize those boycotts like around our clinics who have worked with outside contractors. Um, and you guys came to Columbus last summer and we had a good time that weekend uh, in June because it was ComFest and you guys had a good comedy show and it was just a fun time. Um, and you stopped through Toledo on your way to, I think Detroit maybe. Um, so we're good friends, we like hanging out with you guys. Um, and, I, I'm bummed I missed that one. I actually like, like, like I've been to Columbus before, and I love Columbus. It's such a fun city. So. Well, you, you're always welcome back. The Columbus comedy scene is huge, and they'd be more than willing to have you. Um, yeah, they have a bunny bone there. Huh? Yes, we do. There's also one in Cincinnati. Yeah, um, yeah my, my husband's a comedian, so I hang out with a bunch of comedians. Oh, that's awesome. 
yeah, me and the Northern Ohio organizer are both like, like I do stand up comedy and she really enjoys like delving into like Netflix specials of comedy. So we're, we're big fans of what Lady Parts Justice does. And we're always excited when you come to Ohio because Ohio is a little rough as far as like abortion law goes right now. Oh yeah, yeah, I know, Mike DeWine. The, the governor Mike DeWine once said that uh, Planned Parenthood steam cooks fetuses. He actually said that. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I Mike DeWine is, he's a guy. He's a small, old man. Anyway, <laughs> um, so you guys have uh, Exposed Fake Clinics Week of Action going on right now with uh, Graham the Van. Can you tell us more about what Graham the Van is? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's um, this. This was Anna's Anna's baby. She started this. We had this whole idea to Graham the Van, G R A M, by Instagramming pictures. And um, what a lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't know about the fake clinics, so we try and get. So we had this, you know, we try and tell people that all these there are all these crisis pregnancy centers throughout the country that basically lure women in and then lie to them to keep them from getting into an abortion. Well, uh, thanks to Kurt Cameron and the Knights of Columbus, uh, they also have mobile units, fake clinics that they call like um, Save the Storks vans uh, and other like various things. So they're basically these these vans that will do anything from parking in a Walmart to parking outside an abortion clinic and with something on the, their wall that says like free pregnancy tests, uh, free ultrasounds. And again, it's just a fake clinic on wheels. So they want to lure a woman into the van, get a pregnancy test, show them a sonogram of the fetus and be like, see your mother, you, you know, no, we don't allow, we don't have abortions, but why would you want to, you know, and they guilt women and it's terrible, but people don't realize that this is just a religious group actively trying to keep people from getting an abortion and keep them from having their choice. Uh, so we want people to go out and anytime they see one of these fake vans, these sonogram, free sonogram vans, free, like whatever, save the stork vans, we want them to go take a picture in front of there and uh, just to expose it and hashtag it, Graham the van and we'll see all these pictures of all, because there are hundreds of these vans in the, in, in the country. Um, now don't vandalize them. Don't puncture it, slash their tires. We're not, you know, that's what they do. But, um, well, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. I mean, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know about you, but I was told not to get into vans with strangers. So I can't say that the appeal of taking off my pants in front of strangers in a van is ever something that occurs to me, but you know, people have their kinks. Right. Right. That's not where, that's not where people go to get sonograms. Usually a van is where someone goes to get pregnant. You yeah, know, or worse. When this man's a rocket. No, we have we had just released a video. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. It came out today. Not yet. Yes, we'll there, leave it in the show notes though. Yes, there's a great video uh, explaining what Graham the van is, and it starts with kids talking about whether or not you should get into a van with strangers. No. Yeah, yeah, and they all say across the board, no, of course not, because even though I'm eight, I still know that you should never do that. Uh, so that's where this whole thing is. It's 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 a really fun project. We're really proud of the video. I'm proud of the work that Anne's put into it. So um, yeah, we're getting great responses already. So and the there's a, like a, a like a live map on your website of where the vans are. Yeah. Um, and I know that our Northern Ohio organizer Hannah is actually doing a uh, Graham the Van in Akron, which like almost rhymes but doesn't quite uh, today. Um, unfortunately, there are no vans in Central and Southern Ohio that are like within a reasonable distance of me. So I can't participate unless I want to go to Chillicothe, which as it turns out, I don't. Wait, what's, the, what's the town called? Chillicothe. Chillicothe? Yeah. 
It's in Southeast Ohio. There's never been an abortion clinic in Southeast Ohio, so it's interesting that there's a, a van there. Um, but that's that's Southeast Ohio for you, I guess. They need they need the support, but I'm still not gonna go to Chili Coffee if I don't have to. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a good place. It doesn't sound like a very fun place at all. Like, no, it's not uh, super welcoming. <laughs> it sounds like where Voldemort goes to vacation. Um, it's just a weird name. I mean, it's it's Appalachian, Ohio, so okay. whatever you need from Appalachia. <laughs> um, so last night was the State of the Union. Did you watch it? Uh, well, I had a show last night, but I watched it afterwards, so I didn't watch it live. And I, normally, I live tweet it, but we watched it afterwards. And it was the, I mean, you can expect a certain amount of BS in these things, but it's then, okay. I didn't watch it either. Oh, okay, but he actually <laughs> talked about Trump. Actually, talked about abortions. Yes. In it this time. Yes, he talked about. Uh, from what I heard, he talked about third trimester abortions up until the moment of birth and then pivoted directly to nuclear weapons. So, like, save the babies with nuclear weapons is what I'm understanding. Right. He's like security. Yeah, he went right from that to, like, like national security. Uh, but, he, yeah, he, he talked about how lawmakers in New York were rejoicing over the passage of being able to rip a baby from the uterus, which is the second time he said that. He just... He needs to go back, you know, I understand, he says like this baby will never feel love again. And uh, my thought is that he was thinking of Tiffany because when she was removed from Marla, she was no, never able to feel love from her father. <laughs> I think that's news, but, but no, it's, and it's, it's again, he, he mentioned that and he mentioned Virginia and uh, that quote from Northam, he misquoted him and took it out of context and said, and the governor of Virginia said that you can take babies out of the womb and execute them now. I'm not going to defend Northam for a lot of reasons, but uh, he's a pediatric neurologist. It's not like he is unfamiliar with like how children develop or like the concept of like what pregnancy is. Right. Uh, so I don't know why this man, the president, thinks that he knows more than a pediatric neurologist. But he thinks he knows more than his intelligence advisor. So of course he thinks he knows more than. But he, uh, it, it's just it's frustrating because there's such bad messaging out there about their trimester abortions. Um, and, and like you read stories about the women who have a third trimester abortion, they, it's pretty much across the board. It's because either their life was in danger or the fetus was not viable or just tragic stories. And, and most of these, these women, obviously I, I preach to the choir here, you know, this more than, more than I do probably, but, um, most of these women, they didn't even find out that the fetus isn't viable until well after 20 weeks, you know, and well into the third trimester. Yeah, it's at the anatomy scan, which is usually around 20 weeks when you might be seeing some of the problems that um, most people would terminate earlier. But yeah, I mean, nobody wakes up at 24 weeks pregnant just like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to do this today. Right, right. Uh, right, like they changed their mind about what they ordered at Olive Garden. You know, like, <laughs> you know what? I wish I got the lasagna. You know, it doesn't happen. It, it, um, but it, it's, and he also brought up the, uh, the pain the pain capable unborn child protection act which they keep trying to push through uh the house and the senate and uh it, it's not going to happen but it's again that's it, it's we, we brought up do you, do you know dr grossman no who, uh he has this great, great article about um how it's impossible for any fetus to feel pain at 20 weeks because they don't have like the synapses don't connect to the cerebral cortex it, it's just it's fascinating that they still try and push this 20 week abortion ban. And again, like the only reason why people have an abortion after 20 weeks is because they find out that it's non-viable or they find out that, you know, it's like, you, well, if you have this baby, you could die, you know? 
and it's just the fact that they're getting the right they're getting this messaging out the antis are getting all this messaging that uh oh they want they want to kill babies right before they're born it's just it's absurd and and uh, i just wish we had a better job and i just wish everyone was on the same page about telling people no that's not how it works yeah and this isn't the first time we've heard this messaging from donald trump i mean during the debates he was talking about ripping a child from the womb at nine months and i'm like oh that's weird because that sounds like a c-section right exactly <laughs> It's not ripped so much as pushed or uh, lifted out of, you know. I don't know. My C-section was rough. It did not feel great. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, no, but it, it, it's just, it's frustrating. And, and, like, everyone just says the same thing. Like, oh, they want to kill babies. They want to kill babies. And it's, no, no. So you guys did State of the Uterus kind of, like, not really in response, but kind of a preemptive, I guess, preemptive response to the State of the Union. Mm -hmm. um, and this is what, the second year y'all have done that? We've actually done it for quite a few years. The first oh. one was 2014. Okay. I don't know that we did one last year though. Okay. I remember we wrote a script, but uh, didn't actually do it. So we've done a few of these and it's great. We have our uh, our uterus, Eunice P. Justice, yes. um, as our, chief, our, our uterus in chief gave a State of the Uterus address. Uh, Eunice is uh, is non-binary, goes by they, but um, but behind Eunice was Madam Speaker and Mr. Vice President, two more uterus puppets, and the three puppets together gave a great speech about the state of the uterus and uh, the condition that the state of the uterus is in, which it's okay, needs some work though. We have a lot I, of yeah, I feel like between like New York's uh reproductive health act and like rhode island eventually hopefully passing that and then like states like ohio it's like a 50 50 like things right. are going okay well new mexico is trying to put it in the book trying to codify row too um and that just happened the other day and and immediately people are saying like they want the same stuff they want to murder babies and like just spend a week with these antis and you'd be like wow i don't want to be anything like these people ever i don't i want to avoid them at all costs and it's not like there's is new laws or new legislation. It's just like putting into legislation what has already been there just to protect the rights that are already there. Um, because I think a lot of these more liberal states are recognizing the dire straits that a lot of other states like Ohio are in. So, um, right, because right. I mean, he, DeWine said he'd sign the, the uh, fetal heartbeat bill, right? Yeah, the six-week ban. Yep, he said multiple times, both on the campaign trail and after being elected, that he would, in fact, sign it. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of co-sponsors for the six-week ban to be reintroduced, so we will see if it is. Um, mm -hmm. The current, the new speaker of the House in Ohio has uh, said it's not a priority, but that's that's him and not the rest of the legislators. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, um, and the whole point, like, this has been overturned before, but they, they just want to get it for the Supreme Court because they know that Kavanaugh and the rest of the group are just chomping at the bit to do something, you know? And yeah, and, and the Sixth Circuit, which is the circuit Ohio is in, is one of the more conservative circuits. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if it comes out of Ohio, if it goes that far. So right, right. we'll see. Yeah, and that's six weeks. You figure that's a good time to get an abortion before you know you're pregnant, which is... Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, even if you do know that you're pregnant before six weeks, you can't get an abortion until six weeks. Right. <laughs> and I mean, between like scheduling your first appointment, seeing the doctor, scheduling your second appointment, um, like you're, there's just, it's not gonna happen. Right, no, it, it's it's the most 
asinine line. They talk about undue burden on, you know, it's not, that's the standard of row, right? Like it shouldn't cause an undue burden on the, on the and it's ridiculous. So. They don't care. <laughs> no, they don't. They All don't. right. So, um, so how long, so you said you've been doing it since 2014. What kind of inspired doing state of the uterus, I guess? Well, that was, that was one of Liz's things. Uh, this, and, um, I think, you know, it's, it's, what really got her going, like in two thousand in twenty fourteen, even though we had Obama in the White House, a lot of the state legislations were very, yeah, right. You know, okay. they were getting. I mean, like I forget the number, but there were just a lot of legislation uh, restricting abortion all across the country. So it's it's one of those things that, especially from the justice, uh, leading parts Justice League, we talk about getting out the vote and getting people out there uh, because local elections are important and it's super important and people don't realize that so even though we had obama as president a very pro-choice president there was still a lot of anti-choice legislations throughout the country so by giving a state of the uterus she could she was able to use that to talk about various um issues going on uh, and this year of course it was we didn't even know that he was gonna that trump was gonna bring up the reproductive health act in new york until about two or three days ago um but she just wanted to do it anyway and make it an annual thing. Well, I'm glad she did. It's a lot of fun. And if you're super distracted and not able to watch videos, it's only about five minutes. So it's not right. the 90 minutes of Trump bloviated, bloviating. Right. So it's a nice. It's only about five minutes, but it took uh, about four hours of taping with me going like this. Oh, no, I believe that. For sure. <laughs> Either I'm getting old or puppeteering is really, really, really hard work or both. Both. Oh, I am getting old. It's good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I'm I'm one of the youngest on staff, so I just assume everyone's older than me at this point. <laughs> well, I tell everyone I'm still 23. Whether you know, ish, ish, give or take. I will be 29 in September, which is weird. Oh yeah, that's I I remember 29. I mean, it, never mind. <laughs> I already blew my facade. <laughs> 29 was a weird one for me, and 30 was a weird one for me. But yeah. Yeah, I'm also like a mom, so it's even weirder. It's like, who let me be this much of an adult? And then my husband likes to remind me, literally only you. I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but I just think about it. I got to choose this. Right, right, right. Although if you think, of, if you look back just even a generation or two, at 29, like. <laughs> I'm an old man. I know, right? It's like, look at the single lady at 29. She's never got to get married, you know? Uh, yeah. Only one, only one kid. What happens, you know? Uh, man, I don't know if I'll ever have any more. I hate being pregnant. It's the worst. Yeah. Well, I don't recommend it if you don't want to do it, as it turns out. Well, for now, you have that option uh, still. You still have choice. We'll see what happens a year from now. Yeah. All right. So we'll talk a little bit more about crisis pregnancy centers, um, fake clinics. Uh, how, many time, how many years have you guys been doing Exposed Fake Clinics Week of Action? Um, well, we had a really – like I said, I've only been with the company since uh, – since last year, okay, toured with them before and done the comedy shows. But um, so last year we did a, we had did a lot. We actually had actions where we did this like sort of like a performance art piece kind of thing, where uh, people wore these jumpsuits that looked like brick walls. And that, did you see it? Did they do that? In Ohio? They didn't do it in Columbus, but yeah, I remember hearing about it. Yeah, so basically they they built like out of humans they built a fake clinic. And, and like just to give so and with the loudspeakers like people would walk by and we would give them an idea of what it was like to actually enter one of these fake clinics 
we have actual brochures from these fake clinics talking about and, and the wording on them is you know it's just it's it's so guilt it's like like women who get an abortion the amount of guilt that is put on them is it's offensive and just reading this literature but basically we we, we take them in uh we tell them how like these fake clinics um and we've done research some of us have some of the workers here have been in one They'll, but the first thing they do they take all your information which by the way you're giving all of your in personal information to a stranger your name somebody who is not a medical professional who is not a medical professional uh they get you naked uh basically into one of those like like patient robes so now and and hold your clothes so now you're 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 somewhere where it's a bunch of strangers have your clothes and then they do this like the ultrasound on you so again th th these are just these are just people who they, they don't care about whether or not you're they, they care about whether or not you have an abortion and that's it uh they often lie to patients they'll tell someone that that someone who's only 12 weeks along they'll say you're 15 weeks along just because in some states 15 weeks you can't get an abortion any longer um or they'll you know even further than that or they'll they'll use delay tactics like uh they'll tell someone well we can't tell the age yet come back in a couple weeks and basically they're trying to push them back to pass the point where states allow abortions. Um, I heard of like one patient who went to a fake clinic and was told that they could not get an abortion until 12 weeks. Um, and they were a minor, so they were seeking a judicial bypass. And I mean, it's even harder when you're that young to like get an abortion and now they're pushing it back even further because of somebody lying to them. So it's, yeah. it's definitely detrimental to people who are seeking access, who want that care um not only for the misinformation but also just like mm -hmm. delaying it so they can't get that procedure but um, and, and the things like like they'll tell women like uh you know that that abortion increases the risk of breast cancer which is oh. that abortion uh actually causes depression suicidal thoughts which again they found not true in fact giving birth sometimes causes depression suicidal thoughts uh as opposed to abortion and, and it does obviously it does alter your hormone levels in that, but it's, it's you know, to, to blame it on abortion, it's just, it's ludicrous. They'll say things like, um, you may become infertile after an abortion. And they have all these, this list of talking points that are just not based in science. And they're still holding your clothes hostage while they're telling you all these lies. Yes, yes. And we're lucky enough in Ohio that they're actually funding these fake clinics. Oh yeah, they get, they are now eligible for Title X grants that should be going to other, you know, clinics. In Ohio, they receive TANF funds, so temporary assistance for needy families, like cash assistance for low-income families goes to these fake clinics that lie to people. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Liz told us a story about when she was 16 uh, looking for an abortion, and she ended up in one of these places by mistake. And at the time, like, you know, no one knows about these clinics, but they are all over. They're usually... They're, way more of these than there are actual abortion clinics i think the last i saw there they outnumber actual abortion clinics like at least four to one yeah yeah it's, it's and they'll be across they'll be across the street from an actual clinic so you'll or see share the parking lot like yeah. our friends up in toledo oh do they really i think so yeah but and they'll say things like they'll call themselves choices which isn't the case that's not you know there are no choices at choices um yeah they'll also be like next to college campuses yep, yep. yeah there's one next to right like right next to the planned parenthood on ohio state's campus the planned parenthood in ohio state doesn't offer abortion services but there's mm -hmm. still a fake clinic right next to it Ugh. they uh the one thing that 
someone posted in our little Slack channel, we have this like inter-office uh, mail, that a letter from someone who worked at a fake clinic, was worried that she'd get arrested for, for uh, false imprisonment or for um, like kidnapping because someone went in there looking for an abortion. Uh, they ended up locking her in the bathroom and not letting her out because that was the company policy. What? Not let them leave if they want an abortion until they're convinced otherwise. I'm just reading this. I'm thinking, what is, I mean, it, it's insane. So anyway, Graham the ban and exposed fake clinics is what we're trying to do. So the more you see of this, the more people know about it, the more they'll be, you know, knowledge is power. So um, to get our narrative out there that, you know, if you go to an actual abortion clinic, they care about women. You know, I mean, I mean, they're, it, they care about like the people that don't get help at other places. So, man, that's wild. They should be charged with kidnapping in that case. Right, that's, that's ridiculous. And, and their 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 big concern was I was only following company orders. It's like, well, the company doesn't care if you go to prison. You know that, right? When 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 you have an organization whose sole purpose is to stop abortion, they don't care about you. No. So. Wow, that's wild. Well. All right. What, what what do you guys have going on like after? What's your, what's your next thing? Are you guys doing the Vagical Mystery Tour this summer? Uh, yes, we are. We're actually doing it later on in the fall. We're okay. Trying, we're trying to get some. We're get so we're starting the the preliminary process of that. Uh, we do have a couple cool videos in the works. I don't know if I can tell you about them yet, but we have a couple cool videos ready, scripted, ready to go. And we always uh, the, we're also doing uh, something called. OSA Operation Save Abortion. Yes. I, I've seen a little. I've seen like those are a daily video. Yes, we do it Monday through Friday at noon. It's your uh, your your daily dose of all the garbage stories and reproductive rights that we give you in TMZ style. It started TMZ style. Now it's more like we're so angry and and pissed at the world style. So that's fair. I mean, it's it's a good thing to be pissed off at the world about because yes, it's very easy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I hope you guys come to Ohio this fall. Um, you're always welcome uh, to Ohio because we always enjoy having with having you and working with you. Um, but if not, we'll at least tell our friends to go see you outside of Ohio. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. And uh, yeah, I'll look. I definitely, I definitely will look you up if I'm touring this year if I'm in Ohio because uh, yeah. we'll visit visit you guys. So. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. There's there's always a lot going on in Columbus. It's a fun city to hang out in. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I was there once. They had there was a festival one year only, the Arch City Comedy Festival. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. All right. Yeah, was, I didn't even know it was the Arch City, but okay. Oh yeah, Arch City. Oh, I thought you said art. I thought you said something else. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, the there's also Whiskey Bear in May. Um, I, there's like a queer comedy festival that I don't think is going to be in Columbus this year. I think it might be somebody else, somewhere else in the Midwest. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's it's a lot of it's a good city to come hang out in. A lot of lots of comedy, lots of burlesque, lots of oh, fun awesome. things. I love burlesque. So. Oh, there's a burlesque bar. Like you can just just like a couple days a week go see burlesque and have a drink. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. So cool. Yeah. So. I hope you do come to visit, um, and uh, we, will, we will let our people know, even if it's not dressed right the same show, just because it'll be fun. Absolutely. All right. It was really nice meeting you. Thanks for yeah. having me. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. Um, I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. Cool. We'll take care. Bye. Yeah.